6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. I want to get to this uh, to kick things off today. I was I was reading an article uh, the other day, and it, it, it started by saying, you know, it used to be relatively straightforward to die. You leave a few notes behind, tell your relatives where you stashed your emergency cash around the house. Uh, a big stack of papers would detail everything that needed to be taken care of during your permanent absence. But it goes on to say the internet ruined everything, and a simple death is, uh, and a simple death is no exception. Now there are social media accounts, cloud storage, and yes, even loyalty points that you have to think about. Our first guest this afternoon is trying to change the way estate planning deals with death and how you deal with it and things that you need to know now that maybe we didn't need to know 10, 20 years ago. Sharon Hartung is the author of Digital Undertaker, Exploring Death in the Digital Age in Canada. Sharon, welcome to 630, Chad. Good afternoon. Boy, it's a hot one, but I love to be here today. (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man. Thank you for making uh, time, and I hope that you're staying cool. I, I had to chuckle. I was I was thinking about wanting to do something on this topic over the past couple of weeks, and it was uh, a kick in the butt on the weekend when my um, <laughs> Facebook reminded me that it was my mother-in-law's birthday, <laughs> and my mother-in-law had passed away a couple of months ago, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with that darn Facebook account that is still there, and this is all a part of it, Sharon. Curious to know, though, to start with, how did how did you go from, uh, you know, a retired aerospace engineer with the Royal Canadian Air Force to a tech exec with IBM to doing this? What happened to point you in this direction? Well, it's a very personal story. My mom died without a will, and I became her executor. And my mother did not have a digital footprint, which I was fortunate. But I came to realize the big job of executor. And as you you've shared, you know, normally uh, ten or twenty years ago, you'd walk into someone's home office or even their kitchen table and find all the information. And I did find all my mother's information in paper form. But I began to reflect on my own personal life. It's behind a screen, and it's going to be difficult to find. And so I wrote my first book about um, all the aspects of being an executor, about being a project. And my second book, Digital Executor, is about how, you know, the pandemic has accelerated our online use. And now our kitchen table is an iPad or Mm. an Android and all that information is trapped inside. So when we talk about digital assets, what what do we mean exactly? What what are digital assets? Yeah, digital assets are our memory, our money, and our records. It uh, sounds like a technical word, but it's quite frankly, it's our fo- digital photos online. Uh, it's the fact that we use uh, use our computers to get access to our bank accounts and and do financial transaction, and it's our records. Our email now is our home office, so all the information about how to manage our household and accounts is in our email. So it's just our our physical lives have gone online and we managed it online. Yeah, and it, it really is something to think about, like prior to you know, pre-internet, it has changed so much. So you touched on some of those things. So, uh, you know, just have started working on uh, wills around around our place, but it's funny, the one that I'm working on didn't say anything about the digital side, about Facebook or about uh, bank stuff, anything like that. So these are all things that you're saying that we really need to think about moving forward. Yeah, so first and foremost, obviously, it's really important to have a will so you you can give your executor the powers to deal with your physical life and now your digital life. 
And then the other thing that's implicit in the fact that we had a paper paper trail is we need a lot more conversations with our executor. We, you know, we need to let our executor know that we have a Facebook account, a Google account, potentially an Apple account, uh, because the executor is not going to find that out by just looking at our uh, kitchen table anymore. So we've we've got to we've got to have some more conversations than we used to have in the past, just because we do everything online. Do you think people are becoming? more open to having these these conversations um you know death is still uh, such a hard topic for so many and and i know you know in my family it's been one oh, i don't want to talk about that no don't worry you're gonna you're gonna, you guys are gonna live forever we don't have to worry about that right now but we know that things can change very very quickly are you seeing a, a shift in the way people are, are are maybe starting to talk a little bit more about about death dying and about uh, planning for that absolutely i think there's several factors that have caused the conversation to become more of a forefront first obviously the pandemic and you know we may have been touched with people in our lives that were have been sick you know we've been have had a lot of opportunity to be at home and think about what's important to us and then the younger generation is online and they will expect that they they have access to using tools and things to help uh, deal with that role with with our parents and our loved ones and our aunts and uncles and further big some of the big tech giants like facebook google and you know two weeks ago apple announced the digital legacy program so we can do things in advance um, in the apps that we use to indicate what our choices are so some people may not be familiar with the fact that facebook allows you to be you know have your account and your photos memorialized or deleted and that's a choice you can make in advance uh, through appointing a legacy contact. So it's just taking a little time to look at what's most important to us. So if our photos are most important, we do a lot of that in social media. Is just go to the social media account that you use to find out if there's a way to let your executor have access or let your family have access after you pass away. But Sharon, that means reading fine print. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, well, the way I look at it is I always recommend people look at the top three things and it, it does not hurt to check your privacy settings from time to time while you're living. It's good for cybersecurity while you're living and while you're in there, you know, see if there's some options that you can select uh, uh, for your as part of your estate plan. You know, so for example, as I said, my, my mom-in-law's Facebook account, I don't know her password. We don't know her password for it. Uh, so it's just going to float out there in Facebook land for uh, I don't know how long. What what does happen if if nothing is, is, is outlined? If you don't have that legacy um, uh, Contact, box yeah. clicked off, yeah, if you don't have that put in place, what happens? That's a good question. Let's uh, let's talk about Facebook. 70% of North Americans have Facebook, and young people say they don't have it, but they probably do just to keep in touch with their parents. Um, if if someone in your life has passed away and they have a Facebook account, you can go to the Help and Support Center on the Facebook website, and you can let Facebook know. And if they have pre-selected, then the, the, the choices are made. The executor uh, can contact Facebook and have the Facebook account memorialized or deleted. So there are uh, uh, options now um, with these big companies to address these uh, situations. So if, if, if we just didn't do anything with it, though, if we didn't memorialize it or didn't delete it, we just kind of, as I said, kind of just float out there. What is the harm of that? Um, the, the harm is obviously it's very uncomfortable and it's unfortunate because it's going to, you know, it probably is going to um, cause 
us all to live relive grief again if it's not memorialized in in a way that was intended so there's there's the grief part of it and you're reminded and it's uncomfortable um but more uh, the other thing as well as we leave if we leave some of this stuff open you know it leaves us uh, exposed to identity theft and that can happen yeah. even after death so you know having the executor and family lock it down is is probably a good thing to do Okay, note to self. So what should, uh, before I run out of time here with you this afternoon, Sharon, if people are just listening to this the first time, hadn't thought about, you know, the digital assets, the assets, but are, maybe they have put their will together, maybe they're working on a will or thinking about it, where do you start with outlining or putting in place what it is that you need to do? Is it just sitting down, kind of writing out all of your accounts, your passwords, what you want to do, your banking stuff? Like, you really do need to make a list up to say, this all has to go in here. Here. Yeah, it can seem overwhelming, and sometimes when you think about creating a big list, it can be overwhelming. So what I recommend is think of the top three things in your that are your physical property rights that you care about, that you want to be addressed, like your banking institutions. Write that on a piece of paper, uh, and then think about your top three digital things that you would like to make sure that are available or memorialized, such as your, you know, your legacy contact on Facebook. Uh, once you've identified those top three things, you know, certainly get your will revised, go back to where you had it done the first time and, and get it to uh, updated and reflected your current wishes and then have the conversation with the executor. I think that's the biggest message. In the past, we got away with leaving some pieces of paper, but now with our digital eyes, we've got to let the executor know. Yeah, have those talks as, uh, as uncomfortable they might be. The more talks we have, though, about things like death and dying and wills, we we bring it more into mainstream, and it's it's something that we really need to get past uh, saying, I'm not going to do. Sharon, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Uh, I'm going to urge people to go to your website, to your, to your Twitter account, and to check out the book as well. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. Stay cool. Yeah, you too. Sharon Hartung joining me this afternoon, your digital undertaker on, on Twitter. The book, again, is uh, Digital Undertaker, Exploring Death in the Digital Age in Canada. And I know it's something that we don't really think about a whole lot, about what happens to, you know, your all your social media accounts, um, what happens with your banking information, all of that sort of stuff. Great points she has brought up and, and more in that book if you want to check it out again. Digital Undertaker, Exploring Undertaker, Exploring Death in the Digital Age in Canada.